Section 18 of Astounding Stories 10, October 1930. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Eddie Sheffield, Jr. at www.eddysheffield.com. Astounding Stories 10, October 1930, by Various. Reader's Corner, Part 2, by Various. Yes, sir, H.W. Weselowski. Dear Editor, I have just finished the June issue of Astounding Stories. It contains some very interesting stories, such as Brigands of the Moon by Ray Cummings, The Moon Master by Charles W. Diffin, Murder Madness by Murray Leinster, and Giants of the Ray by Tom Curry. Although Out of the Dreadful Depths by C.D. Willard was a good story, it does not belong in a science fiction magazine. One of the best improvements you can make on Astounding Stories right now is to cut all edges smooth. I would like to see at least one full-page picture with each story. Wezzo is the only good artist you have. Is Wezzelowski his real name? From Jack Darrow, 4225 North Spalding Avenue, Chicago, Illinois. Anant Reincarnation Dear Editor, In the July issue of Astounding Stories, a correspondent, Worth K. Bryant, asked some thought-provoking questions about the fascinating subject of reincarnation. Although I have written to Mr. Bryant personally, I would like to present my views on the subject to all your readers. Mr. Bryant asks, Could a person remember his own death in a former reincarnation? Yes, he could, if he could tune in on his higher consciousness or ego. Were that possible, he could see all his past lives from beginning to end. It is only the physical self that dies. The ego, or true self, is immortal and remembers everything that is experienced in previous incarnations on the physical plane. But since consciousness on this plane is expressed through the material brain, most human beings are unable to recall their former visits to this world, and it is perhaps better so. If there were not loss of memory, our minds would now range over the adventures of thousands of years in the past. It would encompass a vast drama with countless loves and hates, of many lives filled with pathos and tragedy. Thus, to distract the mind from the present life would retard our progress. There will come a time in human evolution when the average person will be able to recall his past incarnations, and then there will be no need or argument that we have lived here before, because everyone will remember it. For those who care to pursue this subject more fully, I recommend Elementary Theosophy by L. W. Rogers, obtainable at most public libraries. From Alan Glasser, 1610 University Avenue, New York, New York. Prefers the Longer Stories Dear Editor, I've been reading your excellent periodicals since the first issue, and I feel that I'm entitled to an opportunity to give expression to my reactions to the various issues. Of course, as a whole, the magazines were uniformly good every month, but some of the stories naturally were better than others. In the January issue, the best story was The Beetle Horde by Victor Rousseau. I expected a lot from this writer, having read his Draft of Eternity, The Eye of Balamok, and The Messiah of the Cylinder. I wasn't disappointed. The best story in the February issue was Spawn of the Stars by Charles Willard Diffin. Diffin is a newcomer as far as I know, but he certainly can write. Vandals of the Stars took the honors in the March issue. A.T. Locke has written some good adventure shorts, but this was his first fantastic story to the best of my knowledge. Come again, Locke. Brigands of the Moon by Ray Cummings was great, too. The best for April was Monsters of Moyen by Arthur J. Burks. Clever idea. Victor Rousseau rang the bell again in the May issue with The Atom Smasher. Less of other stories of time travel. Some into the very remote past. Caveman stuff, you know. The Moon Master by Charles Willard Diffin was the best for June. Diffin is one of your best writers. In the last June issue, 
The Forgotten Planet, by Sewell Peasley Wright, I think, takes first place, though hard-pressed by Earth the Marauder and the Power and the Glory. Now for a few suggestions. In the first place, let's have less short stories and more longer ones. In my choice of stories for each issue, with one exception, I pick the novelettes. My reason for doing so is the fact that the authors apparently are not able to do justice to their themes in the shorter lengths. Of course, there are exceptions, like Diffin's The Power and the Glory. My second suggestion in this. Why not have a fixed position for your announcement of the stories for the next issue? The last page, for example. This would be more convenient for the readers. Besides, those of us who have our mags bound into volumes could then cut out the announcement. Finally, my third suggestion, and the real reason for my writing this letter. Don't you think it would be a good idea to publish in each issue the picture of one of the authors and a short synopsis of his life? How he started writing, his experiences, etc. I'm certain that I'm not the only reader who's interested in the authors. I hope if everything else I've said is ignored, you'll at least give the last suggestion serious consideration. Why not get the opinion of your readers? Continued and increasing success to Astounding Stories, best of the science fiction magazines. From P.A. Leiter, 220 Peffer Street, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Mr. Bates accepts with pleasure. Dear Editor, It is with greatest pleasure that I note the addition of Miss Lilith Lorraine to your staff and her initial effort in your publication. The Jovian jest is but a glimpse of what is to come. The stories which she has written heretofore have been real gems of science fiction. May I again congratulate you. The Science Correspondence Club takes great pleasure in announcing the enrollment of Captain S.P. Meek and R.F. Starzl as members. These authors are well known to Astounding Stories readers. Also, we take pleasure in announcing that we have asked Mr. Bates to become an honorary member in recognition of his fine work in furthering science fiction. Our first bulletin has been issued and real progress has started. For those interested, Mr. Raymond A. Palmer at 1431 34th Street, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, will handle all inquiries. In closing, let me say that when a story pleases you readers, or the work of some author impresses you, write to the editor and tell him about it. In this way, more and better science fiction will appear. Let us all give astounding stories a big hand, you readers. Best wishes of the Science Correspondence Club and Walter L. Dennis, FPS, 4653 Addison Street, Chicago, Illinois. Bargain. Dear Editor, I have just finished The Atom Smasher in your May issue of Astounding Stories, and I liked it very much. This is the first story I have read in your magazine, although I have read other magazines for the past three years. I see where you inquire as to the kind of stories your readers want. Personally, I think stories of interplanetary travel are the best and most demanded by readers of science fiction. Try and have one in each issue. In my opinion, I see no criticisms to be made on your magazine. It certainly would be a bargain at several times the price you ask. I am sure I will continue reading it. From Louis D. Buchanan, Jr., 711 Monroe Avenue, Evansville, Indiana. No Flash in the Pan Dear Editor, When I bought the first issue of Astounding Stories last December, I was impressed by its array of splendid stories and famous authors. I thought then that perhaps that first number was just a flash in the pan, and that succeeding issues would sink to the level of other science fiction magazines. Happily, I was wrong. Astounding Stories has more than fulfilled the promise of its initial issue. The stories are undoubtedly the finest of their kind, and written by the most prominent science fiction authors of the day. I cannot conceive of any possible improvement in the magazine. I do wish, though, that you would not heed the gratuitous advice of certain earnest but misguided correspondents. 
For instance, in the June issue, one Warren Williams of Chicago suggests that you enlarge the magazine and give each story a full-page illustration, like other science fiction periodicals. Mr. Williams evidently favors standardization. As one magazine is, so must the rest be. Please ignore this request and others like it. Astounding Stories is different, unique. Just keep it that way, and you will never lack a host of satisfied readers. Before closing, I must voice my profound admiration for Murray Leinster's brilliant and engrossing story, Murder Madness. It's the best serial you've printed so far, though I have high anticipation for Arthur J. Burke's latest novel, Earth the Marauder. From Mortimer Wissinger, 3550 Rochambeau Avenue, Bronx, New York. I mean increased. Dear Editor, I wish to thank you for your reply to my letter. I did not expect you to give me a personal reply. That was why I asked you to reply to me in the Reader's Corner. You are the only editor I've ever known of that goes to the trouble to giving personal replies to readers. Other magazines require a nominal fee. That's another score for you. Your personal letter, as a girl, would aptly say, tickled me all over. I am sorry I can't get a subscription just yet, but I am bound to my news dealer a little while yet, as I immediately gave him a monthly order for Astounding Stories. If you are the one who picked the authors, you have the best taste I have ever seen in one person. But couldn't your taste be improved? Pardon me, I mean increased. Namely, please add to your taste H.P. Lovecraft and Robert E. Howard. If you had different authors, in other words, new, inexperienced authors, I would object to your running more than one serial at a time. But with the marvelous old-timers, I have no objections, for they can write long ones far better than they can the shorts. So keep them at work. The three short stories, Out of the Dreadful Depths, The Cavern World, and Giants of the Ray, were all very good. Ray Cummings was wonderful in the way he handled his Brigands of the Moon. It was a wow baby. Murder Madness is a great improvement over Tanks. Tanks was the worst I've ever read by Leinster. But he came out of his reverie in Murder Madness. It's great. Sewell Peasley Wright can work wonders with short stories. Keep his typer clicking. By the way, may I say a few good words for Sophie Wenzel Ellis. If she can duplicate Creatures of the Light, make her repeat. Victor Rousseau's story, The Beetle Horde, kept me all head up throughout. The Atom Smasher was excellent. I also greatly like stories of the mighty Atlantis. I agree with others of your readers that you should not let astounding stories be printed in such a small size. Make it a little larger and give a smoother paper and you will prosper greatly. The Moon Master was excellent. From Gabriel Kirshner, Box 301, Temple, Texas. Could kick myself. Dear Editor, I have just started reading Astounding Stories and could kick myself for not seeing it sooner. And your latest issue, The Moon Master by Charles Diffin, is great. He sure knows how to write adventure with science. I am a member of the Science Corresponding Club, and I'm glad to say it. In later years, the club will be known just like other big clubs of today, nationally and sciencely. From John Marcroft, 32 Washington Street, Central Falls, Rhode Island. A full list. In the January number of Astounding Stories, Cummings' Phantom of Reality was the best, followed by Rousseau's Beetle Horde. February, 1, Diffin's Spawn of the Stars, 2, Rousseau's Beetle Horde, 3, Ellis' Creature of the Light, 4, Meek's The Thief of Time. March, 1, Cummings' Brigands of the Moon, 2, Locke's Vandals of the Stars, 3, Meek's Cold Light. April, 1. Cummings' Brigands of the Moon, 2. Burke's Monsters of Moyen, 3. Meek's Ray of Madness, 4. Pelcher's Vampires of Venus. May. 1. Cummings' Brigands of the Moon, 2. Leinster's Murder Madness, 
3. Rousseau's Atom Smasher. June. 1. Cummings' Brigands of the Moon. 2. Leinster's Murder Madness. 3. Diffin's Moonmaster. Please give us a story by H.P. Lovecraft if you can get one. From Carl Ballard, 202 North Main Street, Danville, Virginia. Words cannot express. Dear Editor, I have read your wonderful magazine since it was first published, and words cannot express what a fine magazine I think it is. All my life, I have hoped that someone would publish a magazine just like Astounding Stories. A magazine just full to the brim with the right kind of stories. Thrilling stories of super science, well-written in plain and convincing English by wide-awake authors. I thought that The Cavern World was a whiz of a story, and The Moon Master was so exciting that I sat up late at night reading it. Let's have more of that kind of science story that thrills every red-blooded American. I hope that you print your magazine on better paper. David Bangs, 190 Marlborough Street, Boston, Massachusetts. Unconvinced. Dear Editor, I received the latest issue of Astounding Stories, and in looking it through, I noticed your comments on reprints. Your argument can easily be shot full of holes, and that's what I intend to do. First, those stories being printed now are far inferior to the reprints. Even your best stories, such as Murder Madness and Brigands of the Moon, cannot be compared with such stories as Station X, the Moon Pool, The Metal Monster, or The Columbus of Space, and The Second Deluge. Second, the Saturday Evening Post cannot be compared with our magazine, for all the stories printed in it can be obtained in book form, while their scientific novels are almost all out of print. Third, there is surely more than one out of a hundred who haven't read the reprints. Just because some have read them is no reason that they don't want them. I know, for I have a large library of reprints and have read and own almost every one of them, yet I would gladly see them again. Fourth, the authors need not starve. You could easily devote just a small space for reprints, and many would pay 25 cents for the magazine. The fairest and most American idea would be to let your readers vote for this. Here is vote number one for reprints. From Woodrow Gelman, 1603 President Street, Brooklyn, New York. Praise and Suggestions Dear Editor, I've just finished the July issue of Astounding Stories and classify the stories as follows. Beyond the Heaviside Layer, good. Earth the Marauder, excellent, best in issue. From an Amber Block, fairly good. The Terror of Air Level 6, very good. The Forgotten Planet, excellent. The Power and the Glory, good. Murder Madness, very good, but not so much so as preceding chapters. Now for a few criticisms. 1. Your magazine, or should I say our magazine, is too small. Of course, it would be a radical change to make it larger, but like others, I think in the end you would gain rather than lose by it. Most small magazines are cheap affairs, and to have Astounding Stories Small brands it as a cheap type of magazine. Small magazines are more likely to be hidden on the newsstands by larger ones, and in most stores, the large magazines have the more advantageous positions. 2. The edges of your pages are uneven. You look in the index and find an interesting story is on, for example, page 56. You skim the pages to find it, and from page 43, you find yourself suddenly at page 79. Make the paper more even, please. 3. Don't have advertisements before the stories. Have them in the rear. 4. Have a full-page illustration facing the beginning of each story. If, at the end of a story, you find pages won't turn up right, continue the last page to the back of the book. Wesso is excellent. Another good artist is Paul, who draws for another science fiction magazine. Your cover illustrations are fine. Summary, in large size of magazine, smooth edges of paper, have advertisements in rear of book, use full-page illustrations. 
If this is expensive, you could charge 25 cents instead of 20 cents, and I, for one, would be glad to pay the extra nickel as I do for other magazines of science fiction. From Robert Baldwin, 1427 Judson Avenue, Evanston, Illinois. The Reader's Corner. All readers are extended a sincere and cordial invitation to come over to The Reader's Corner and join in our monthly discussion of stories, authors, scientific principles, and possibilities. Everything that's of common interest in connection with our astounding stories. Although from time to time the editor may make a comment or so, this is a department primarily for readers, and we want you to make full use of it. Likes, dislikes, criticisms, explanations, roses, brickbats, suggestions, everything's welcome here. So come over in the reader's corner and discuss it all with us. From the editor. End of section 18, Reader's Corner, part 2. Recording by Eddie Sheffield Jr. at www.eddysheffield.com. End of Astounding Stories 10, October 1930 by Various.